You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Luke chapter 1 and verse number 5. The Bible says, There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abbei, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. And they had no child, because that Elizabeth was barren, and they both were now well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of uh, the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We are so, so thankful for what you have done in this year. Lord, I thank you for the blessings that you have poured out upon us. Lord, as I watched yesterday, I watched the year-end video, and I was reminded of all the blessings you gave us in 2019. Lord, you have been so good to us. You've been so much better to us than we ever deserved. And I pray now as we are here, as we embark upon a new year and as we finish out 2019, I pray that you'd help us not to miss the truths, Lord, that you have for us in your word. Lord, I know that these truths have been a help to me, and I pray that they'd be a help to those here. Lord, for those that could not be in this service, but those who are listening by way of the internet, by way of the radio, I pray that the power and the authority of the word of God would come through loud and clear. Lord, these are not my words, but these are the words that have been preserved and inspired for us, and these are words that will change our lives, and these are words that will give us victory every day if we'll apply them. I pray that you'd help us now in the moments we have together. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Miss um, Bethany Glover, you got your sister Natalie here too. That was one other that I saw earlier and I missed, but we're glad that you're here. The Christmas story, we've talked about that for a few weeks, but right before the Christmas story, we find the events of Luke chapter 1. This is the father and the mother of John the Baptist, Zacharias and Elizabeth. Now, you have to keep in mind, this is not only the start of the New Testament, but the Old Testament concluded, and there were about 400 years where God did not speak, where prophecy was not given, where basically the heavens were silent and there was no inspiration, there was no new message from God and there were no prophets standing up. So here we have two people, Zacharias and Elizabeth, that have stayed faithful to the word of God they believed the promises of God. It says in verse number uh, six, and they were both righteous before God, 
walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. They just, they were righteous people. They were holy people. They were godly people. And we see from these two people specifically, we see from Zacharias, we see some lessons that these last few days have just blown me away. I've read this passage and I've preached from this passage. But as we end a year, I want to give you some thoughts and some lessons and reminders from the life of Zacharias that I believe we must implement every day of our lives. I don't usually preach this style. I'm going to give you more points than I normally do. I'm going to go through them quickly. But I want to give you this morning, I want to give you 10 lessons from the life of Zacharias. In Luke 1, we find the angel Gabriel appears. We see Zacharias, we see his wife Elizabeth, we see Mary, the mother of Jesus, and we see the birth of John the Baptist. This is a powerful chapter that records the events immediately preceding the Christmas story and the birth of the Messiah. This morning, I want you to see that Zacharias was a man that lived for God. He was a man that stayed true to God no matter what was going on around him. Now, I'll tell you, 2019 has been a great year in the, in the big picture, but maybe 2019 has been a tough year for you. I think about some of the home goings that we have experienced in our church this year. There's been a lot of dear saints of God that have gone on to be with the Lord. Maybe it's been tough financially for you. Maybe it's been tough with your marriage. Maybe it's been tough with your job. Maybe you've had a hard time with your children. I want to remind you, there is hope as long as God is in the picture. And as long as the Word of God is still alive and well, and by the way it is, there's hope for you and me. Number one, I want you to see in verse number seven, I see the lesson, don't ever give up on God. Don't ever give up on God. I'm glad God doesn't give up on us. Aren't you glad that God doesn't say, oh, so-and-so, I've given them a lot of chances. They haven't done, no, I'm glad that God does not give up on us. Don't give up on God. Notice verse seven. The Bible says, and they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren and they were both now well stricken in years. Here is a couple, Zacharias and Elizabeth, that were up in years. Elizabeth was barren. She could not have a child. But you know what I find? They never gave up on God. And I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what this year has held for you. But I want to tell you as we end the year, don't give up on God. Don't give up on his promises. Don't give up on his word. Don't give up on God. There may be something that you've been waiting for for a long time. You say, I don't think it's ever going to happen. I think God's forgotten me. I don't think God remembers. I don't think God really cares. I want to tell you, if you are in that situation, don't ever give up on God. Zacharias and Elizabeth, they remembered God's promises. The name Zechariah literally means to remember or God remembers. The name Elizabeth means God's promise or God's oath. You put those names together, Zacharias and Elizabeth, it literally means God remembers his promise. And I want to tell you, God remembers his promise to you. And God remembers the promise to me. And don't ever give up on God. I hope you have a desire for God's blessing in your life. For Zacharias and Elizabeth, it was a child. For Zacharias and Elizabeth, it was a baby. I don't know what your desire is. I don't know what you're praying for. I don't know what you're hoping for. But I want to tell you this. Don't give up 
on God. That may be the only thing you get this morning. But can I tell you, don't give up on God. God's not finished. God's not done. God is still able. Don't give up on God. Say, Pastor, how many times are you going to say it? As many times as I have to to get you to remember it. Don't give up on God. Number two, I see in this passage, verse number six. Not only do they not give up on God, but number two, Zacharias stayed faithful. Would you notice verse number six? It says they were both righteous before God, walking or, or living or following in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. They stayed faithful even through disappointment. You see, they wanted a baby. They wanted a child. They were, they were praying for a son, and it seemed like God wasn't going to answer. But you know what they did? They stayed faithful to God even through the heartache, even through the disappointment. Friend, I, I'm just, I just want to say this as kindly as I know how, but anybody can stay faithful in the good times. Sometimes I feel so guilty. I say, you know, I've, I've had another year. I've stayed faithful, but I will tell you, God's been so good. Anybody can stay faithful with the blessings. Anybody can stay faithful on the mountaintops. But what happens when you go through the valley? What happens when you go through trial? Can I tell you, my desire is I want to stay faithful even when I hear the word cancer. I want to stay faithful even when I hear the word of a death or a sickness. I want to stay faithful even when I experience disappointment. Stay faithful to God. Notice verse number eight. It says, and it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot, his job, his responsibility was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. You know, Zacharias could have said, I'm doing my job, I'm serving God, and I'm trying to be faithful. God doesn't even care. And God hadn't even answered my prayer. And God hasn't even given me what I want. And you know, I think I'll just quit on God. Friend, don't quit on God. Stay faithful to God even through the disappointments. Stay faithful to God and His Word and stay faithful in serving Him. I read this week, I read a, a preacher had written an article about faithfulness. He said, I used to think that people didn't, didn't understand faithfulness anymore. He said, that's not true. He said, people have just redirected their faithfulness to other things. We're faithful to our favorite sports team. We're faithful to our favorite hobby. We're faithful to those things that we enjoy. And I'm not against hobbies and I'm not against sports. But friend, I want to tell you, my faithfulness ought to be a hundred times more to God and to his word than it is to the things of this world. Stay faithful to God. Stay faithful in your marriage. Stay faithful to your children. Stay faithful in your Bible reading, in your prayer time, in your ministry that God has given you. Stay faithful in your giving. Stay faithful to the house of God. But please stay faithful. Number one, don't give up on God. Number two, stay faithful even through disappointment. Number three, do right. Just do what's right. Verse number six, it says, and they were both. Oh, I like that. They were both righteous before God. You know, I'll tell you, I'm glad when there's one parent that will do what's right. I'm thankful maybe that maybe the father's not going to do right. I'm thankful for a mother that'll do what's right. 
Maybe the mother's not living for God, but the father says, I'm going to do what's right. I'm thankful if there's one that'll live for God. But can I tell you, it is amazing what God can do when there's two. A husband and a wife who will both say, we're in this thing together. We're committed. We're not giving up. We're not throwing in the towel. We're not going to blame God. We're not going to point the finger at God. We are going to do what is right. It was Dr. Bob Jones Sr. that said, do right till the stars fall. And friend, I want to tell you, I don't care what's going on in the world. I don't care how bad it is on television or how bad it is on the internet or how bad it is at your workplace or how bad it is at your school or how bad it is in your neighborhood. That's no excuse for God's people to follow that trend. We have a responsibility to stay true to God no matter what the world's doing. Number three, do what's right. Number four, I want to remind you that we must guard our testimony. Brother Dan was talking about it in Sunday school this morning that we all have influence. And there are people that are watching. And there are people that you make a decision and you say, oh, it's just, it's just me. It's just for me. I'm going to quit on God and I'm going to quit on church and I'm going to quit on my family and I'm going to go out and live for the world. And you think you're the only one? I got news for you. Somebody's watching. There's somebody that will follow or somebody that will use your example to justify their actions. That doesn't excuse the next person. But I want to tell you this, you better be very careful. The influence that God has given you in your home or in this church or in this community, don't blow it because you have a poor testimony. It says in verse number six, the last word of verse number six, the Bible tells us that Zacharias and Elizabeth, they were blameless. Now, blameless does not mean that somebody is sinlessly perfect. That's not what that means. The word blameless, that is a requirement for pastors found in 1 Timothy 3, and it's found in Titus chapter 1. It's the first requirement listed for a pastor. Here we find Zacharias, who was a priest, and his wife, they were blameless before God, and they were blameless before men. Here's what that means. The word blameless means that nothing sticks. When somebody does say, yeah, I think so-and-so, I think they were doing this, or I heard they were doing this, people say, no, not, not them. And they may look into it, but they'll say, no, they didn't. That's, not, that's not the way that person operates. That's not the kind of person that we're talking about. Isn't it sad? Sometimes you hear somebody said something, and you consider the source and you think, you know, I would normally believe that, but because it came from so-and-so, that's probably not true. <laughs> because that person has a track record, they can't tell the truth. Maybe at work or maybe, maybe in your family, you've got somebody that when they speak, you just know it's going to be critical. You just know it's going to be negative. And, and they've got that reputation. I want to tell you, God's people need to guard their testimony. Guard your testimony. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We don't need Christians to live on the edge. We don't need Christians to see how close they can get to the world. We need Christians that'll say, I'm going to be different. I'm going to be set apart. I'm going to be holy. I'm going to please God. My life is not about me and what I want, but my life is about pleasing my Father. 
guard your testimony. Zacharias and Elizabeth, they guarded their testimony. They were blameless in their lives. Number five, this might be where the rubber meets the road. Number five, I see in verse number 10 and verse number 11, the Bible says the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him, Zacharias, an angel of the Lord, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. Now, here's what I see in verses 10, 11, and 12. There were a lot of people, the Bible says the whole multitude, they were praying outside of the temple and they were doing a good thing. But here's what I see, Zacharias was not worried about what everybody else was doing. He said, I've got to listen to what God is speaking to my heart about. I'm happy for everybody else. I'm happy they're doing a good thing, but I don't want to miss what God has for me. Number five, don't worry about everybody else. I'll tell you one thing that has made that more difficult is Facebook and social media and the internet uh, because we are always so worried about what everybody else is doing. Friend, I want to tell you, I've got enough work just trying to keep my own backyard clean. I said that to Chloe the other day. She's four. And I said, Chloe, I said, you need to keep your own backyard clean. She looked at me and said, my own backyard? I think she thought I was giving her the whole backyard or something. But friend, I want to tell you, you got enough and I've got enough to work on to keep ourselves holy and to pure and right with God. You don't have time to worry about everybody else's drama. You don't have time to worry about what everybody else is doing or what they said or what they should have said or what they should have done. Just keep your heart right with God and don't worry about everybody else. Don't get distracted. God's got something for you. God's got a message for you if you'll listen. I'm glad Zacharias was listening to what God had to say to him. Number six, it's found in verse number 13. The angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Now, in the verses earlier, it doesn't specifically say they were praying for a son, although it says that they were well stricken in years and Elizabeth was barren. But we get down to verse number 13, and the angel Gabriel gives us some insight into the backstory here. And we see that Zacharias and Elizabeth, they had been praying. They had been calling out. They had been beseeching the throne of grace. They had been praying for a son. And the angel said, hey, don't worry. Don't fear. Don't be afraid because your prayer has been heard. Oh, isn't it wonderful just to know that somebody is listening and somebody that can do something about it hears what you're saying? You ever, you ever try to call a company? Maybe it's a bigger company and you can't even get anybody to listen? All you can get is a machine. All you can get is, a, a, you know, a, to speak with so-and-so, press this and press this and press this. You're like, I just want to talk to somebody. I don't care who it is. Let me talk to the, uh, the maintenance guy, but just let me talk to somebody so I know I'm not wasting my time. Well, friend, I want to tell you, keep on praying. Number six, just keep on praying. The Bible says pray without ceasing. The Bible tells us that God 
hears our prayers. Gabriel said to Zacharias, thy prayer is heard. I don't know what you're praying for. I don't know what it is in your life that's a burden and something that you have been seeking and desiring from God. But please keep on praying. By all means, keep on praying because God is a God that hears and answers prayer. Notice verse number 37. The Bible says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Aren't you glad with God, there is nothing that is impossible. All things are possible with God. Keep on praying. Number seven, verse number 20 tells us, That Zacharias, when he heard the message from the angel, the Bible says in verse number 20, and behold, the angel said to Zacharias, thou shalt be dumb, meaning you'll not be able to speak, until the day that these things shall be performed. You say, well, that's strange. Why would the angel tell Zacharias that he wouldn't be able to speak until the baby was born? Here's what it says in verse number 20. Because thou believest not my words. Now, we're not talking about a backslidden person. We're not talking about an unsaved person. We're talking about a priest, a man who was righteous, a man who was faithful. But guess what happened? He stumbled. And you know what happens in our lives? I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care how many years you've been serving God. I don't care how much of the Bible you know, and maybe you've got it memorized. I'm all for that. But none of us are exempt from stumbling. None of us are exempt from falling. And when you stumble, like Zacharias did, he stumbled. He didn't believe the angel. He'd been praying for something, and the angel said, your prayer is heard. And Gabriel and and Zacharias is like, yeah, I don't think so. And the angel said, because of that, he said, you are not going to be able to speak until that baby is born because you believed not my words. Number seven, when you stumble, get back up. We're we're finishing 2019. Maybe you've stumbled in 2019. And maybe you're looking at 2020 and you're saying, there's no use. I had a hard year. I had a rough time. I, I messed some things up. And you say, there's no hope. When you stumble, not if. Not if you stumble, because you will stumble. And I will stumble. But when you stumble, you got to get back up. You're not a failure unless you stay down. A just man falleth seven times, the Bible says, but he riseth up again when you stumble. Get back up. Don't blame God. Don't quit on God. Maybe you stumble because of a lack of faith. That was Zacharias's problem. Maybe you stumble because of pride. Maybe you stumble because of your temper. Maybe you stumble because of laziness. I want to remind you, it's not how you start something, but it's how you finish. And you can finish well, and I can finish well. When you stumble, get back up. Number eight, jump all the way with me to verse number 67. I'm skipping a lot. Verse 63, the Bible tells us that Zacharias obeyed God. He didn't get bitter. Verse 64, the first words out of Zacharias' mouth after all these months that he couldn't speak, he, he said, oh, I can't believe those people down there at the church. Oh, I can't believe that angel. Oh, I can't believe God. No, no, no. The first words out of his mouth were words of praise. 
The first words out of his mouth, verse number 64, it says, And his mouth was opened immediately, and his tongue loosed, and he spake and praised God. Hallelujah for that. He stumbled, but he got back up. Number 8, it's found in verse 67. And his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you number 8? A lesson that we can learn from the life of Zacharias is every one of us must be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Every one of us must be controlled by the Holy Spirit. Every one of us must be yielded to the Holy Spirit of God. When you get saved, the Holy Spirit moves in. You'll never get more of the Holy Spirit than you get at salvation. But here's the problem. Many times, we get the Holy Spirit at salvation, but the Holy Spirit doesn't get us because of our flesh, because we want our way, because we want to do our own thing, because we want to be in control. Galatians 5 says you have to crucify your flesh and you have to walk in the control and the power of the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. You cannot be victorious. I cannot be victorious in the power of my flesh. We must be filled with the Holy Spirit. Number nine, it's found in verse number 68. Always give God the glory. Verse 68, Zechariah said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people. I tell you, it's been a great year. But we shouldn't be surprised because God is so good to us. And sometimes something great happens and, and we think, oh, wow, isn't that amazing? Well, yeah, it's amazing, but look at all that God has done. It's just like Jesus to roll the clouds away. It's just like Jesus. He, that's just the way he operates. He is so good and give God the glory. Don't try to take the credit. Don't think it's because of you. And for anybody to look at Victory Baptist Church and say, oh, that must be, be because of the pastor. No, it's probably the opposite. It's probably in spite of the pastor, but it's all because of Jesus. All the glory belongs to him. He's the only one that's worthy. And then lastly, what can we learn from Zacharias? It's found in verse number 80. And the child grew, that's John the Baptist. And he waxed strong in spirit. He was in the deserts till the day of his showing unto Israel. You know the story, John the Baptist was the forerunner. He was the one that would prepare the way of the Lord and make his path straight. He was the voice of one crying in the wilderness. John the Baptist said, I'm not that light, but I'm sent to bear witness of that light. And John the Baptist Jesus said there's none greater born of women than John the Baptist. What an amazing man he was. But you know where it started? It started with a dad and a mom that wouldn't give up on God. It started with a dad and a mom that just said, we're going to be faithful. We're going to keep on praying. We're going to keep on serving God. We're going to give God the glory. And I'll tell you this, we talk a lot about John the Baptist, but what about his parents? I'll tell you what, if it weren't for a godly father and a godly mother in my life, I don't know where I'd be, but I'll promise you this, I wouldn't be here. 
And for many of you in this room, if you were blessed to have godly parents, can I tell you, that's the grace of God. You ought to thank those parents and you ought to rejoice and you ought to uh, 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 let them know your love and your appreciation and you ought to uh, do all that you can to express it because these two godly individuals, Zacharias and Elizabeth, they poured their lives into John the Baptist. There was more at stake than just Zacharias. There was more at stake than just his ministry. There was somebody coming after him. There would be someone, a little boy, who would be watching him. Can I tell you, as we conclude 2019, as we go into 2020, I know that you could probably come up with another 10 lessons. But God gave me these thoughts, and God gave me these truths from Luke 1. And I'll tell you what, I want to implement every one of them. I don't know for you, maybe you say, oh, there's two or three right now I know I need, but can I tell you this year, this next year, you're going to need all of these. These lessons that will help us to live for God and stay true. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.